this game from a whole different perspective. The, so when I'm standing up, they're sitting down. When I am very quiet with my head down, they're up cheering and making sure everyone hears them. There, there's, a, there's a different response to the same thing we're watching. Then, then there's, well, there's this one kid. <laughs> you ever, ever, ever had that phrase? And hopefully it's not your kid, but there's, a, there's this one kid who has this foam finger, and he's had this foam finger for a year or two, and I don't think he has a clue about what's going on in the field, but he loves his foam finger because this. I, I actually watched him for like a, like a quarter, and also because he's right in front of me, and so he's like touching everyone he doesn't know. With his, he's picking his nose with his foam finger. He's like, then wiping it on someone's back that doesn't know him, and and then he's also the kid that has again no idea about the football game. He's doing the, the you know how they have dance sections like little dance offs. He's the one doing the flaws, and again he has no clue that there's people around him. His hands are going over. So there, there's there's that that kid um, in our section, and then, and then there's like this group down the way um, uh, who probably. So if it's a noon game, they probably had a few before 9 a.m. <laughs> they they have a handful at the game, and then they honestly, and I'm not, I'm not, they leave at halftime. I think it's because I'm, I'm listening to them to grab a few more. You know, that's that's their whole game situation. So there's a whole lot of views to what's going on at a Syracuse game. There's a lot more. In fact, there was one one game in our section. There was a family mem- some family members who are on the opposite team. And so they weren't just watching the game. They were watching their, their nephew. And they, they made it, you know, they made it known, which was good. You know, we're like, that's my nephew down there running the ball. A.J. Dillon, that's, and if you know Boston College, that's their main running back. And they're like, that, that's who we're cheering for. He's great. He's fantastic. And, and you can hear it. And I tell you that because this morning during this message, we're talking about extraordinary faith. I think in this room there will be a, a, probably at least three different responses. Are there'll, there'll be some in here who have um, who under who have understood what God has done for them, and God has been working in their life, and they'll listen to this message this morning and say, "Thank you, God, for what you've done for me." Like uh, there'll be there'll be a gratitude and a humility and, a, and a, just a hopefully a love for God because of what He has done for you for the last few years, for the few, last few decades, and you're like, wow, God, thank you for this gift that you've given me. And so there'll be some of you in that category. For some of you, my guess is, um, and again, I don't know all of you, I don't know even the, probably the majority of you, but there, there are some in this room who will walk away from this morning saying, that's a bunch of junk. That's, that's what was that? That was, that was a bunch of lies, a bunch of, I'll just say crap, the bunch of whatever you want to call it, whatever word you want to use, and that was worthless, and I'm so glad to get out of that place. And I, I want to tell you, first of all, that honestly, I get where you're probably coming from, and I'm glad that you're here. Um, and, and, I, and I hope that you wrestle with us. And th- there'll be some in that category. The third category, and the category that I've been praying for, um, especially, um, and, and on our staff has been praying for, and, and on our prayer list we've been praying for, um, for this Sunday specifically, is that there'll be some people, who a light bulb will go on, um, something something will click, and they'll they'll make a decision today that will transform and change the rest of their life. That's what I'm praying for today. All right, so you're probably one of those three categories. And what we're going to talk about is based on a couple premises. And a, and a premise is basically an, a beginning of an argument that I hope we can all agree on. So I'm going to start with something that I hope that we can all agree on, although I can't guarantee it because I can't have an individual 
conversation with each of you. And, and here's, here's my premise. There's probably two of them. Um, one's one's going to build on top of it. Um, the premise is this, that our world is broken. Our world is a mess. There, there's poverty. There's social systems. We, we all can – I'm hoping on this premise, we can all sit someplace, reading the paper, reading the magazine, walking through the world, hearing what's going on in, in, in a certain country, and realize that all over our world there, there is, like, things breaking and things need to be fixed, and, and we, want, we want to vote our way to get something fixed. There's, there's something going on wrong here. And I, and I think, can't we all on that premise agree to that, that, that there's things that are broken in our world? There, there is kids getting molested. There are um, people who are, who are hurting. There, there are people who are going hungry. There, there, are just, there, there are people in jail who shouldn't be there. And there are people who, who have not gone to jail who probably should be there, who haven't been caught yet. There, there are, there's injustice in our world. And there's, there's, something, there, there's a anger and frustration in us that our world is broken. And I don't care what category of three people you are. I, I think on that premise we can, we can, we can agree on. Premise number two is that we all know somebody who, whose world is breaking, who are making stupid decisions. We watch them, and we see the chaos and the destruction that they're either walking into or that they're creating in their life. Like, you could, you could probably think of someone who is addicted to some kind of alcohol or drugs, and it's destroying, and you can watch it, physically watch it de- destroying all, everything around them. We, we know people who's, who's made these choices, who's, who's by those choices, their marriages have, have fallen apart, and also their relationship with their kids has fallen apart. Fair? We, we know people who we look at, we're like, can you just get help? Can you, can you just talk to someone? Can you go to a, an addiction counselor? Can you, can, you, can you find someone who will just speak into your life? Your, your life is breaking, and, and it's breaking me that, is, that you're breaking, and, and we get frustrated that we can't create the change in them that we want. And, and can we not agree that our world is breaking, but we know people, right, who are broken, who are, who are we watch, they're just, they're just broken. Is, is that number three? And maybe this is the one that you might push back on, on this, this one section. We feel broken at times. We, we feel like things aren't right. We, we feel loneliness. We feel depression. We, we feel, at times, we feel like, why, why do I even go on in this world? I feel hopeless. I feel struggling. I feel, I feel like every decision I make is wrong. I feel like my marriage is falling apart. I feel like my kids don't care about me. I, I feel like I don't have a hope. I, don't, I feel like, do, you know what I mean? Like, don't we all, feel, and then we look at the choices that we've made sometimes. We're like, man, that was really stupid. Why did I do that? And yet we do it again and again and again. And, and, and even Paul says this. He's like, Paul, the writer of scripture, a lot of some scripture says, I don't even understand myself. What I want to do, I don't do. What I don't want to do, I keep on doing. And it's been creating chaos all my life. And, and, and I think we can come and say, there have been mo- at least moments, if not moments right now, where we feel like our life is fa- falling apart. I always like this description. You ever play the game Jenga? It feels like the last piece is, is like almost out and everything is coming crashing down all around you. And we're, we're, we all at times live there you ever well let me give you the, the second part of that premise is i i think this is true and you can discuss it with me afterwards that we all believe that there's something better we're all fighting for something better we're all thinking that the next job will be something better the next the next um 
promotion will be something better. The next pay raise will be something better. The next relationship will be something better. We all, we all, the next car that you buy. I mean, you watch, you watch commercials. Isn't that all that they're doing is saying, hey, if you do this, you'll be happy. You'll be over here. And it never seems to, to work out that way. You ever, you ever been like someplace out in the woods and you're, maybe you're with your family or maybe you're by yourself and there's like this uh, ditch in your way? And yes, you can walk around the ditch, but especially when you're younger, you're like, I can, I can jump that ditch. I can, I can get across. And so some ditches you can. Like some ditches, like, if you can picture it, you can probably just step over. Like you might have to take a big step, but you can get over it. No issue, no problem, right? You, you just kind of step over it. There are some ditches you're like, all right, listen, I got this. I know I'm going to have to take a running start, but I can get across that ditch. And when you were younger... A lot of you did. You know, you, you ran, you left, you looked like um, you were in the Olympics, and so you, you landed in the, in the foot up and, and kind of did a little twirl, and you look back, it's like, that, I, I crossed that. That was pretty amazing. Now, some of you, as you have experienced the, the, the power of aging, have thought that in your mind. You've watched the ditch. You're like, I, cr- I crossed this ditch when I was eight years old. I can do it now. And so you do something that looks like running but doesn't, like, really feel you're not going anywhere. You're like, you like you have your arms pumping and your, your feet are moving, but they're not moving very fast. You take off one foot, and you ever have this experience where you like land a foot short from where you thought you were supposed to land, and you know what that feels like? Your feet go to sink down into the water, like you know what it is like to have wet socks on. Like one foot. Sometimes you get the one foot back over, which you're happy with. Sometimes you get both feet stuck. You, you ever like you just land? Listen. We're all stuck on this side of a, of a chasm, of a ditch. Feeling broken, feeling like the world, like we're, we, we feel like things are not right in us. We feel like whether it's a father wound, mother wound, um, abuse, um, someone betrayed us. Uh, we, we have messed up over and over again. We've made poor choices. We've broken relationships. We, 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 and we feel like something's better over there. And let me get into the scripture. Uh, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 is where we're going to be. Uh, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. Paul's writing this. And I'm going I'm to jump to the, I'm going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to jump to the middle, all right? For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourselves, it is a gift, by, gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Listen to this second phrase, all right? The verse is on the screen. Not by works so that no one can boast. This is what he's saying, all right? This is what Paul is saying. We, in our life, we, we know that we're broken. Most of us know that we have things that are wrong with us, that, that, we, that cause us to do stupid things. And we know that there's something better. And that God has offered something better. And he says, we, the tendency for all of us is to try to jump it. Which would be great if it was a ditch. Not so good if it's the Grand Canyon. Not so good when it's the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon. Not so good when it's, it's um, the, the wa- waterfalls, you know, the, the, the two cliffs. You know, we all, we all think that we can just, just try harder. Get across. You know, you can be an Olympic athlete, long jumper. And it doesn't matter if you're at the, at the Grand Canyon, you can't jump that across. You can, you can be Evil Knievel. You know who Evil Knievel is? on his motorcycle, you can build a great ramp and have a high-horsepowered bike 
And you could have practiced this over and over again. But it doesn't matter how fast you go, no matter how, you cannot jump the Grand Canyon. What I'm saying is, what Paul's saying is that we, as much as we try to get to the other side ourselves, trying to get, get to a li- eternal life, full life, in the midst of our brokenness, he's like, every time that we try, we fall short. Every time we end with our, not just our feet in the water, but we end destroying things. We, he says, you can't get to the other side yourself. You, 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 it's, ho- it's a hopeless situation. You can't run fast enough. You can't jump hard enough. Let me, let me change it a little bit. You can't be a good enough person to cross that, that chasm. You can't go to church enough. You can't not swear enough, if, if that's even a way you can do things. You, can't, you can try to do all the things that your parents always told you to do. You can... You can, you can give your money generously. You could, whatever, you could follow all 619 commands of the Old Testament. You could do everything that you think is perfect. We're still, because we're still broken, we're still sinful, we're still falling short. We can't cross that chasm, although in all of our minds, we think we can. Let me just change it over. You ever talk to someone in addiction? Um, and, and this is what you'll generally hear, especially in the beginning. I can handle this. I don't need help. You need, you need to go to a center. You need, you need to get help because you're, you're going to destroy your life. No, no, I got this. I'll just, I'll just wake up tomorrow and try and quit. And you know how that works out? You ever, you ever, you ever see someone that's trying to change their own life? Like, oh, I got this. I got this. And, and you know where AA starts? Hi, my name is Mike, and I'm, a, I'm an alcoholic. You know why it starts there? Because we all start there. All it is is admitting that we are over here in our brokenness and our sin and our, our self-destruction, and we can't get over there. We can't. Paul says, not by worth. There is no chance, no chance. Listen to me. If you're thinking this morning that you just have to, you're good enough to get over there, Paul says, you're, you're not. And you're like, man, this is kind of a very sad message. There's, there's, a, there's a good part to this. Let me, let me go to the good part. Uh, it starts the verse, and I'm going to talk about some of these words. It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Let me just talk about this word called saved. We, we use that as a church word, but that, it's a, the Greek word sozo, and it has a lot of different ways it's used in the New Testament. Like, like if Jesus healed someone physically, the word that, that would be used is sozo. He, they were made whole. They were made complete. If, if someone was like in soul pain and struggling, if they were, if they were healed of that, if, they, if there's something that came out of that, it would be saved, it would be rescued, it'd be, it, it would be like transformed, changed, saved. For by grace are you saved. You are re- basically saying, if you want to get over here, here there's, a, there's a way to get over there. there, there there's a rescue that happens. There's, there's someone who's going to come, who's going to... Take you from where you are, walk beside you, and take you to where he wants you to be. There is a rescue coming. In fact, if you know what the, the word Messiah means, and, and the whole Old Testament is pointing to this Messiah, the Israelites are looking for, the, what it means is Savior, Rescuer. Israel knew it. They're like, we're looking for a Rescuer. You know, we, we watch, you ever notice how many movies we watch about saving and rescuing? I mean, the whole Avengers series is the same storyline over and over again. It's about someone who's going to come and save, rescue. We need rescue. For, and this is the process. This is the how. For by grace are you saved. What, what is grace? It's undeserved, undeserved favor. It's, it's a gift. It's 
nothing that you can do. It's only something you can receive. Grace is this beautiful word that, that kind of like out of his love for us, he gives us something that we don't deserve. This is, by the way, this is not grading on a curve. But you know what a curve is, right? Everyone's messed up, so we're just going to raise your grade. So if everyone gets, a, everyone had a C and you got a B, you'd get an A. Everyone else would get a B. It's just raising. It's not saying that we're grading on a curve. What it means is that we have all flunked, we have all failed, and He said, "I, I'm going to give you something that's going to give you a high standing with Me." And so what happens is, by grace, by this gift, He builds a bridge, this impossible bridge for us to come alongside. This God who wants to be in relationship with us. Because that, let me put it this way. At the heart of our frustration, at the heart of our brokenness, at the heart of our sin, and, and what happens because of our sin is that we are distant from God. It makes sense, doesn't it? If we're rebelling against, let's say you ran away from your parents, right? You turn your back, you go that direction, you're going away from your parents. You can't know your parents as well. We, we are constantly rebelling from God. We're turning our back on God. And so because of that rebellion, there's a chasm that's fixed. God says because of his love, he's like, I, I, need to get, I need to get them over here. I need to invite them over here. I need to, and he's like, they can't do it. They need saving. They need rescuing. And so guess who comes? This gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord who builds a bridge for us. You know how does he build a bridge? Through the cross. He's like, I have taken care of everything by paying every penalty that you have owed. Just think, think of all the debt that you had. Not, not financial, but all the broken relationships, all the, the times that you have sped across, down the highway, all the things that you don't even bring out in public. All those things come due. Like they'll, they'll come a due date. Do you understand that? Everything that we've ever done wrong, every lie every, will come, have a due date. And all of that due date is paid, can be paid through Jesus Christ. That's the grace. It's like there's a bridge that's built. And so no longer are we trying to jump it. And now Jesus says, come to the, my side and have eternal life with me for eternity. Help me, to bring, help me bring healing to your brokenness. Help me to bring healing to your relationships. Help, help me to, for you to experience relationship with me. For by grace are you saved, not by your works. And then there's this phrase. For by grace are you saved. This is the word that we're using in our series through faith, which means this. You know what faith is? This is how I picture it. Hi, my name is Mike, and I'm really, really messed up. I'm really, really broken. Jesus, rescue me. Jesus, take my hand. Help me to cross this bridge. I can't do it myself. I need you. We, we place we place faith in people all the time. You know, if you ever ask your uh, spouse to help stop and get something, hey, you're, they say yes. You, you're, you're trusting that they're going to bring that thing back that you need. You, you, you place faith that you're, you're getting a paycheck this week. If you, you've worked 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours, you're like, man, I'm trusting that they're going to, they're you're, you're, you're saying, I'm going to keep working because you're going to give me the money. We're placing our trust our faith, saying, I can't do this myself. I need somebody. And the only person that can rescue me, the only God that can rescue me is Jesus Christ. And so here's, here's where we're landing this morning. I, I told you that you're part of one of three groups. And if you're here this morning, you, you, you know that you crossed over there. You're like, 
yeah, I know that you're still struggling in some ways. There's still brokenness that is working out in us. I get that. And, and we're not perfect, but we're, we're heading that direction. We're heading toward what God wants to do in our life. Doesn't that raise up in us a gratitude that we didn't earn it in the beginning? We certainly don't earn it now, but we get to enjoy it. Listen, listen to this verse. He goes on. Ephesians 2.10. He said, talking about not by works, this is how our, our rescue happens. He says, for we are God's handiwork. Now, stop for a second. What that means is, for, this is the connection, God is still doing a work in our life. God is, ma- the, the word is masterpiece. Poema is the Greek word. It means like a piece of art that you'd find in a museum. It has value. It is beautiful. It is amazing. And that although sometimes we feel like junk and not worth anything, God, you know who's doing the work? God's doing a work to make you a masterpiece. And this is what it says. Created in Christ Jesus. So when we cross the bridge, we enter, we're, we're in Christ. And then it says, to do good works. Now, now stop for a second. Understand what he's saying. Th- this is how I, pa- I think Paul would say it. Listen, a lot of you think that you're going to cross the bridge by doing good works. You know, doing a, what he says is, you know why we do good works? Because we're free. Because God's doing a work in us. Because we're beautiful. Because we, we, we are, are a masterpiece that he is like molding. And it's a response to God, not something trying to earn his favor. We, we, all of a sudden, when we're over here, we're adopted as a son. We have everything that we need for life. He's like pouring all this, this grace on grace uh, on us. That we, we get all that's, that's in store for Christ. We get to reign with him forever. We're, we're seated with him in the heavenly realms, the Bible says. And over and over, Paul, Paul lists all these things that are on this side of the thing. He says, <coughs> that's what he's trying to produce in you. He's doing a work in you. And for those of you who are following Jesus Christ, and you've made that decision, I hope that you walk away this morning saying, thank you, it's not that, uh, that, that, that it's not because I do, I'm a good person. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your freedom. Thank you for what you've done in my life. Thank you for the healing that you brought me. For some of you, I said the second group was, like, that's, a, that's a bunch of junk. That's a bunch of lies. That's a bunch of something. And, and I, I just want to encourage you with, with, with something. Can, can I just ask you, if, if that's where you're at, I get that. I understand your, your pushback, your frustration with it. You're like, man, this, this religion thing. But if, if God is who he says he is, and he's offering what he says he's offering, I guess my thought process is, wouldn't it be worth trying to find out? Wouldn't it be worth the, the searching? The, the Bible says this, if you seek me, you will find me. It's, it's a promise. If God is faithful... He says that if you're, you're willing to try it, if you're willing to say, all right, God, I, I don't buy all this junk. I don't buy, this is, I, I, I think this organized religious thing should be thrown away. I think all, they're just trying to spew lies. And you may have that kind of frustration with the church in here, and I get that. The church has not been perfect by any means. Christ has been, but we have not been. All right. But you may come in this morning and say, all right, God, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try what you have. I'm gonna, if you're there, if you if you exist, if, this is, if any of this is true, can you show me somehow? And this is what I, I believe will happen. And I could be wrong, but I think God has probably been showing up in ways that you haven't even seen. Like you've, your eyes have been closed to it, and I think God has been faithful. And I, I'm hoping that all of a sudden your eyes are opened at some point in this search. And you're like, wow, 
You've been working even before I asked. You've been revealing yourself before I even looked. You ha- you've pursued me. I haven't pursued you. That's, that's what I'm hoping that you go on a journey looking for, for the third group. And this is the one I've been praying for, that this morning you've, you've felt this. You're feeling it now. This morning you may come in and you'll be like, I, I have no hope right now. I, I'm, I'm, I'm about done with this stinking life. I, I, everything seems like a mess. And I'm trying to do it myself. I'm trying to get, get out of this myself. And maybe today you understand that there's a bridge built for you. There, there's, there's a God who's pleading with you to come across. He's offering his hand. He's like, man, I have, I have done everything I can. I, 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 he's a God of free will, which means that he's a God of choice. He's like, I'm giving you choice. I'm not going to force you to come across to be in relationship with me, but I would love for you to be over here. And this is what, this is what actually he says. Verse 4, and, and I could read a lot more here, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions. He's like, because of his great love, he's poured out mercy and grace and gifts, and he says, I want to make you alive. You may feel dead this morning, but I want to make you alive. You may feel like your eternity is, is heading a direction. He said, I want to bring you to eternal life. I want you to experience what it's like to be in a relationship with me. And yes, it's not going to be perfect right here in this planet and this earth. Things that you're going to struggle. We still struggle. I still struggle. I'm still a sinner. I'm still broken. But God is doing a work in me, and he's producing some incredible, you know, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. He's like, I, I'm producing good fruit in your life. I'm producing goodness. I'm bringing wholeness to you. I'm bringing salvation to you. And this morning, you may want to take that step across the bridge. Why continue to live in brokenness when there's an offer of something greater? Most of you know John 3.16. It's the same story I'm telling you this morning. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, this is what it says, that whoever believes, whoever has faith in him, will not perish, will not stay over here, but will have everlasting life. By the way, you know what the definition of everlasting life in Scripture is? Now this is eternal life, that you may know God and his son, Jesus Christ. Eternal life is this relationship with him of like, everything else kind of fixes itself. God God works in those things, but this relationship with him is what he's offering this morning. So I want to ask you to do me a favor. And we don't do this often, and no one else is going to be looking around, but close your eyes for a second. Um, again, this is really more between you and God than even me. But I'm going to ask you this morning what group you're in. Partly so I can be praying for you, partly so I can celebrate with you. But this morning, if you're in that group of like, man, thank you, Jesus. You have rescued me. You have brought me to the, to the other side of the, the chasm, the Grand Canyon. Do you, and you're just celebrating this morning. You're grateful. Do you want to raise your hand? And just, it's almost thanking God. You're, you're raising your hand and thanks God. Thank, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done in my life. All right, put, put your hands down. I'm grateful for what God's doing in your life, that he's doing a work. If you're in that part of, of life where you're just, you're, you're like, this is junk. This, this, is, this is like, I just want to give, I don't even want to be here this morning. Again, I get that. But can I, can I, are you willing for me to pray for you if you're there? Is anyone there this morning? You're just like, I don't buy all this, but maybe I'm willing to go on a journey. All right, this morning. Our prayer has been that, that God would open someone's eyes and say, I want to cross the chasm. I, I want to place my faith 
in Jesus Christ. I want, I want to say, hi, my name is. I am a broken person, and I need Jesus to rescue me. Is there anyone this morning who wants to, who wants to cross that line of faith, who wants to place their faith, their trust? It's not a magical formula. It's not a magical prayer. It's, it's a trust saying, God, I need you. Is there anyone here this morning that wants to cross that line of faith and just place your faith in him? Let me just pray for you this morning. Heavenly Father, you know there's not a magical formula here about how we cross the line. It's, it's, it's our trust in you that we are broken and that you are our Savior. We trust in the work of the cross that's paid every penalty that we have ever owed. We trust in, in you as being a faithful God that what you have started will carry on to completion. We, we trust that your work is perfect and that what you're doing in our life is perfect, even though it doesn't feel that way sometimes. God, we, we come in just needing you. Whether we're, we've been a follower of you for a long time or maybe today's the first day we were, we're walking this, this journey, we all come in this morning saying, we are broken people we need you. Jesus, we need you. We need your grace, we need your mercy, and we need your love. And we want to rest in that today. We want your freedom that you've bought for us. In Jesus' name, amen.